Welcome to the Healing Trauma as a Christian Mama podcast. My name is Danielle Elizabeth, and here we dive into emotional healing and trauma recovery from a Christian perspective, also integrating psychology and trauma modalities to support your healing and growth. This current series is all about the rebuild, which is my signature program. I am walking you through all the phases as we use the analogy of rebuilding a house. If you are a Christian on a healing journey and need more support, reach out today and join the rebuild. So the last phase in the teardown is restoration. Because when you tear something down, and let's say it's an old structure, okay? Not all of it is bad. There are things that you can restore. Maybe you can restore... Oh, I don't know. If, you're, if you know anything about construction, I'll probably butcher this. But maybe you can restore some some pieces of stone or something. Um, maybe you can restore just like you know some old part of the building or something like that. The wood. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'll stop with the my attempt at trying to talk about this from a practical level. I'll just talk about it from the healing perspective. You know, not all of you is bad. Okay. Even if you are so riddled with, you know. Um, mental health symptoms and struggles and trauma responses and all the things, okay? You, that could be like your life is engulfed in it, but that does not make you all bad, okay? And it's so important that we restore things because regardless of what we've been through and experience and how we've been hurt and the wounds that have taken over, you know, we were still fearfully and wonderfully made. Jesus still created us himself and we were good and yes life has brought a lot of bad and it has impacted us but he wants to restore the good so that we can then rebuild with it so that's kind of what this phase is all about is rest restoring you know the good aspects so a few things we look at in this area are like the need our needs and our wounds so God created us with these core, core needs to be met. And we can't really survive without them. To be loved, to be valued, to be accepted, to be safe, to be secure, to be, you know, in relationships, to have trust, to have respect, to be forgiven, like things like this. These are, these are like these non-negotiable, God made us to need these met. And what happens is when they were not met as kids, we didn't have the power or the agency to do a lot about that, right? Like if we were not receiving love from a caregiver, we couldn't do anything really, right? Like we couldn't force them to love us. So we came up with all these survival techniques and that's where a lot of people get in insecure attachment because they're like, whatever, I don't need people, right? Like they convince themselves, I don't need relationships. People aren't trustworthy. People won't love me. They will let me, they will not meet my needs. Um, or another piece of this is like, you know, there's this whole thing about childhood um, emotional neglect. Um, it's a big thing. You can look it up um, because a lot of our generation, okay, our, got, our, got basic needs met. So we had a house. We had all the things. We never went without. But emotionally, these core needs were not met on a consistent basis. And so we have impact from that, okay, especially as kids. So we've learned ways to survive and some of that 
comes out in our trauma responses, right? So if you like look at the fight, flight, freeze, fawn, like that fawn especially, sometimes we learned how to like appease the parents by like, okay, my mom loses her mind all the time. And so if I'm just a good kid, I do everything that she wants. I will people please, I will be codependent. Um, and it doesn't set her off. So I get the, the love that I need. Um, and so, we come up with the, we came up with these survival techniques and they served us in childhood but we still do them in adult relationships and a lot of times we when we when we have these survival techniques we get paired with people who 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 kind of were the same as our parents so we meet let's say we are someone who was pretty codependent and we have that fawn response and our parents were very emotionally unavailable well we are drawn to people who are emotionally unavailable because we we know how to survive in that that's predictable and so we get stuck in these toxic relationships and we don't understand why we get it becomes a pattern and stuff the other thing is we will learn how to try and get those needs met ourselves so like we will you know let's say we will go back to the love example and it's like you know that you see so many people who were like you know just promiscuous and using sex and drugs and alcohol and all of these things to to meet these needs and you know at that age you don't know you're doing that at all um, but it is what you're doing you're you're trying to regulate your nervous system in some capacities but you're also really just trying to get these needs met um, and then what happens is you become a parent and your kids are doing all these things that are triggering these things so like you're you know let's say I had a, a one of the needs is to be seen and heard right let's say you're not seen and heard as a kid you know and now as an adult you yell a lot because it's like this inner child is just like desperate to be seen and heard so they're just going to be overpowering because now they have the control and agency to do so um, but then every time your kids don't listen to you it triggers that because you have a wound there okay and so that kind of brings me to the wounds is that we all have wounds okay and that's just a fact of the matter you don't really go through this life unscathed um, but we all have wounds and um, and we need to heal those wounds because again those wounds are being hit by so many things throughout a day like so many things you things you would never even think of right like someone like cuts you off in traffic and it's like you fly off the handle and it's like why the heck am I reacting this way and a lot of times when we're overreacting it's because a wound is being hit and this is how I like to say it to my clients too like um, when let's say you cut yourself okay and you have a and, and it's bleeding and you put you know whatever over it and if you touch it the next day you are probably gonna it's probably gonna start bleeding again right and it's gonna hurt but if you give it time it will start to scab and then it will heal and, and then you hit it again and it doesn't elicit the same response anymore okay that's like the same as our emotional wounds when they're not healed it's like every time we're going through our day and we're just getting like hit and hit and hit and it's just bleeding and bleeding and bleeding it never heals but when we bring in and this is where I love one of my therapists that I worked with she used to call it the healing ointment of Jesus bringing like that ointment into it to heal the wound you know then the same situation could happen but it's not going to bring about the same response because we have healed and offered healing to that wound
And so our needs and wounds are a huge, huge piece of the restoration phase. Um, another phase, another sorry phase, another part of this is forgiveness. And I know this can be a tricky topic because from a Christian perspective, I mean, we're called to forgive, right? But some people have been very hurt by this forgiveness piece because they've been very hurt by people. And instead of being validated in that pain and the hurt that they've had done to them, they've been basically just told to forgive them and forget it. And if they don't, they're not being a good Christian. And I don't like that message because I don't think that's necessarily how Jesus would put it. And that's why in the debris removal phase, we talked about grief because we can't really get ourselves to the the forgiveness process until we grieve because the grief process allows us to process the emotions, process the impact it had on us, um, be able to let go. So what we when we get to forgiveness, we're actually able to do that. And in the program, I actually walk you through like a whole process of how we do that by, you know, with still validating the pain that we've we've went through and we had and by not glossing over so that when we truly forgive we actually forgive and we like let go versus we just forgive on a surface level and then someone does something similar or the same that hurt us and we all of a sudden are angry and realize we did not actually really fully forgive that person um so yeah it's just it's really important to 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 go through that process um and i and i love forgiveness forgiveness work has been the most powerful work i've ever done the foundation one of the foundational things that have has allowed me the freedom i have and the and the healing that i have and so please hear me when i do say that forgiveness is so important it is the key to your own freedom um holding on to unforgiveness just allows bitterness and resentment to grow but I don't want to minimize how like you know the process of it and how and make it feel so easy and you know like it's not this hard process because it is Um, but we are called to do it but I think that God is such a loving God and he allows us to process so that we can truly take that person off of our hook so to speak and put it on his hook and that's really what forgiveness is is giving that person to the true judge who is the one who is going to stand up to the injustice because that's important when we've been wronged we want justice we want you know we want that um the result that we've been stood up for and that we that person has understood but you know what unfortunately forgiveness work is really something that you do just with God yourself because there are people who just are not going to be able to offer you that 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 apology that sorry that remorse that you really do feel like you need Um, and that's another kind of myth about forgiveness is that it has to be with the other person and that it's a restoring of a relationship and it is absolutely not Um, forgiveness takes one restoring your relationships takes two people working very hard and um and willing to do the work to to rectify the whole relationship and rebuild it and so there are people that maybe you need to do forgiveness work with but that doesn't mean they are even part of your life 
right? I've every, I have not ever done any forgiveness work that has actually so far, um, it like involved another person. It is work that I have done like in with Jesus myself. And that is all forgiveness takes is, is that, um, and so, yeah, so forgiveness. And a few other things we look at in this area are just triggers um, and emotional flashbacks, um, really, really important to look at and, um, and things like that. So these are some things in the restoration phase.